Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here's Purdy to start the second quarter. Get it out to McCaffrey. One-on-one. McCaffrey breaks a tackle. McCaffrey down the sideline. Still on his feet. Surging forward. McCaffrey stopped near the five, I think. Finally shoved out of bounds. What an effort. Man, I, I have I don't have, you know, enough good things to say about Brock. You know, he's all he's done since he's been here is play at an elite level. And everything starts with him. And I'm just really, we're lucky he's our quarterback. You know, I mean, he takes a lot of heat for absolutely no reason. You know, all he's done has been a great leader, been a great player. And uh, so proud of him and pumped up that I get another one with him this year. Now back to Overtime with Sterling Bennett and Mark Grandy on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back as we keep the celebration going on 95.7 The Game. It is overtime. Niners are NFC champions, and what better way to celebrate than with Cool and The Game. Celebration here on 95.7 The Game. Got to celebrate times like this, Mark. Yeah. They come too often for us, but uh, (laughs) they follow a heartbreak, right? Uh, let's make this time actually count, okay? And you know who you just heard, that voice? Uh, that voice is uh, your soon-to-be NFL Offensive Player of the Ooh. Year, Christian McCaffrey, who will be playing in his first Super Bowl There's so coming many, up so in two weeks. There's so many vets. Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Tayshaun Gibson. There's so many vets that I, you're like, how have you not played in a Super Bowl yet? I, I'm glad you brought up Trent Williams. There's obviously been so much to talk about that I, I, I haven't been able to sneak it in just yet. But watching the, the post-game coverage on Fox and then switching over and watching the post-game show on NBC Sports Bay Area. Shout out to Dante Whitner and and everyone else over there. Hitner has... he. He's provided the Niners with some really awesome postseason moments, so he knows a thing or two about moments like this. Um, but the coverage, just watching the Niners players react to the win, and we talked about relief like from a fan's perspective. I think you also get that from a player's perspective, specifically for someone like Trent Williams, who it looked like like on the verge of tears on the field, realizing that he's going to play in the Super Bowl for the first time in his career. A guy who legitimately could retire as one of the best offensive linemen in NFL history. Like yeah. he, he said he's coming back next year because he wants to go to a record 12th Pro Bowl or record 12th All-Pro, uh, which would break a record that other tackles have. Like right. He wants to go down as a historic great, and he's going to. He already is one. He already is, and, and he's going to retire that as well 
and uh, getting him a chance to play in the Super Bowl and maybe getting him a ring is going to vault him up that conversation as well. So maybe above anybody else, Sterling, uh, just to go to the Super Bowl, I am so happy yeah. for Trent Williams because you can just see whenever he talks about it, like this whole week leading up to it, oh, yeah. I'm 0-2 in NFC Championship games. we got to get this one. And then seeing how he reacted on the field tonight, I am so incredibly happy for Trent Williams because there's no one out there in the league uh, I think that deserves to go to one more than he does. And and look, there are so many great 49ers, Patrick Willis, Frank Gore, oh, Joe man. Staley, who they got their shot. They they had a chance and we just didn't get it done. And like to watch Joe Staley walk off that field in 2019. Man. Like and not holding that trophy in his hand as a champion. Like that that almost breaks your heart. Because you're like, you gave everything you had for a decade, and we just couldn't get it done. And, and for them, they'd fought through the awful years of like the seven different head coaches, and you know, they played through bad, bad teams, and it felt like at the end of their career, end of Joe Steele's career, he was going to finally get one. A guy that, that just deserves it more than anybody. And now we're sitting here with CMC and Trent and Deshaun Gibson and many others as well. You just sit back and you say, "You, D- George Kittle, you deserve to win a Super Bowl. George Kittle four years ago promising himself, I will be back on this stage at some point. And guess what? He's going back. Against the exact same team he who, vowed to come back against. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? In 2020, when they lost against Kansas City, the following season was coined the Revenge Tour. Make this your Revenge Tour. It's been a long time since. A lot of heartbreak in between. Make this the revenge tour. You have a chance to 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 unright a wrong, to, to to completely fix history, to change the course of Brock Purdy's career, and Trent's career, and CMC's career. You can solidify yourselves as Hall of Famers, as greats, as legends in the NFL. If it's not just for the Bay and the faithful, do it for Trent, for Brock, for CMC, for Kittle that have been through everything with this team. Don't forget, Kittle's been here since, what, 2018, 2017. From the beginning of the Shanahan era, it's been Kittle and Warner. These guys deserve a championship. Let's go get a freaking Super Bowl, man. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Two weeks from it. And by the way, you're bringing up a couple of Niners legends in Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. Um... Fred Warner, with 13 tackles today, oh, did he do it? is now the 49ers wow. franchise leader for postseason tackles. That's awesome. He passes Ken Norton and Navarro Bowman, who were above him. He was tied with Patrick Willis entering the day. 13 tackles. That puts him at 84 career postseason <laughs> tackles. Six clear of Navarro Bowman, who previously held the mark. Wow. Dre Greenlaw, by the way, who had seven tackles today. He's up to 69 tackles in his postseason career, so he's staying put at five. Uh, but you would imagine uh, in the Super wow. Bowl, if he gets, let's see if I can do the math, 69. If he gets nine, he'll be tied with Bowman. If he gets 10, he'll be alone in second. That's crazy. Still behind Fred and Warner, of course, who's now in first. Green on this game, you like he just ruined his shoulder laying out Laporta early. We're all sitting back like, is he going to be able to play? And he gutted this thing out, but it was like... Greenlaw and Warner, the last two games, have been phenomenal. Yep. Like when the Flying D- around. When the D-line's not playing great and they're allowing seven yards per carry, those two guys have shown up to play. The Hunters are here, folks. Uh, and I think they won some Kansas City Chiefs next. 
I think they do. I, can't I think they do. It's going to be a lot wait. of fun in two weeks. All right, we got full phone lines. We promise that we're going to get to you guys. So let's do it right now as overtime continues. We're going into overtime here on overtime. We've been on the air for over three hours, but Heck it's a yeah. special occasion, NFC Championship game. So we've got time for you guys all night here on 95.7 The Game. Up next is Shaka in Berkeley. Shaka, what's up? You're on OT on 95.7 The Game. How you doing? Hey, man, thank you, man. Congratulations, man. Congratulations, man. Y'all got some real passion, man. You know, I'm an OG, so I'm a little bit older than y'all, so I'm used to the 49ers winning. But y'all thirsty for a victory, man. I can, I, I can tell the way you're talking. Very happy, so I'm glad for y'all, man. I just wanted to say one thing. I, I just wanted to say a couple of things. But the first, man, the coach was an idiot. The other coach, he was up 17 points <laughs> at halftime. And he had he had a running game. I I, I put something on social media with Vince Lombardi talking about the sweep. He had a running game that couldn't be stopped. And for some reason, he thought their quarterback was Joe Montana or somebody or somebody because he stopped running the ball. And I was just wondering. I know you're glad you you know you're glad for the victory and overjoyed. And I'm a I'm a Giants fan. And I remember when the Giants won in two ten. I know I know the feeling. I just got in the car and went to San Francisco, man. So when when you're thirsty and you have never won, y'all are a little bit younger. I'm in my fifties, so I, I remember the catch. I was you know Mark and you know Mark is being on Channel Two right after that, and they went straight to him when they threw the ball against Dallas and they went on and won the championship and they beat when when they beat uh, Elway down fifty five. So I remember, the, I remember, I remember Joe Montana. You know who I know is the greatest of all time, because and I just want to tell you why he's the greatest. Joe Montana went against Washington Redskins, a great team. Joe Gibbs, three championships. New York Giants, great team. Uh, 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 the, the linebacker Taylor, all, all those great players, man. All those great players. Brady didn't win. They beat Buffalo. The only, only person Brady had to be with Indianapolis every year to win. So I'm going to tell you that. I'm an OG. I'm telling you all that. Joe Montana was the greatest quarterback ever. I like Purdy. He's, he, he, he's doing good. He's got a lot of weapons around him. He's got an all-pro tight end. He's got an all-pro everything. He's got an all-pro running back. He's got all, he's, uh, he's got an all-pro wide receiver. He, he, he's got everything, man. He's got a great coach. And, and, uh, and he's got great heart, though. You can't take what he got around him because he's got heart. But my thing is today, we got to be real with ourselves. They blew that game, man. He won. It was twenty-four. It was twenty-four-seven at halftime. Twenty-four-ten. They stopped him for a field goal. Twenty-four-ten. When did he go for the fourth? He went for two-four. He went for two on fourth down. Was he up twenty-four-ten going for a fourth, fourth down in, in, at the thirty-yard line? He was up. He was up twenty-four to ten. Uh, fourth and two from the twenty-eight yard line. They were in field goal range. Yeah, that's it right there. We don't need to say. That's that's what I wanted to say, so I can set the tone for every uh, guru, uh, uh, Bonte, Skasky, Willard, Dibbs, Steiny. I mean. Now who gamble? You don't gamble till you have to. Don't is that is that right or not? I know you're forty-nine fans, but that was disgusting, man. Hey, when you when you stop. When you start running the ball, the last thing I'm saying, when you start running the ball, when you up, you chew up the time. When you start going through and out, the time stops. So that refuse to come back. There's 70,000 people in the stands, and they're starting to believe. They're playing the records we believe, and everybody starts believing. That guy is an idiot, man. I just want to say that, man. I, I love your show. Go for, I hope the 49ers win. And the guy who said that he would pick Purdy instead of Mahomes, 
I want you to be a friend and check his cup and make sure you take him home. Okay, thanks, Chaka. I mean, we did point. I don't, I don't think. I don't think I said that. I don't think you said. You <laughs> said after. Enough. You said after Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes and Purdy, which is still kind of. Eh, hey, but, you know, right whatever. now it, it's, that's, um, that's what it is. But Shaka's point about Dan Campbell and the Lions going for it on fourth and two from the Niners' twenty-eight yeah. yard line, up fourteen, about midway through the third quarter. That's the inflection point of this game. Um, before that, though, it was third and four. <laughs> third and four. You know, from the thirty instead of the twenty-eight. Uh, and they're out of the shotgun, and you've got Amon Ross St. Brown in the backfield. Which isn't an uncommon thing uncommon, for the Ben Johnson You lines. averaged seven yards per carry in the first half, yeah. mostly giving the ball to David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. They specifically to David Montgomery. They were beasts. I don't know why you don't just line up and hand it off twice to David Montgomery. If yeah. you're going to go for it. If you're going to go for it, why not run it to Montgomery on third and four? He's pr- Guess what? He's been getting you five, six, seven yards every time. Gashing us. He might get you four yards on third and four. He might get you three and bring up a fourth and one. You hand it to him again. He got a first down. Like Honestly, I don't necessarily absolutely hate the decision to go for it because it's who the Lions are and it's who they've been all season. And yeah. if you're going to go out, go out true to yourself and true to your team. And guess what? Josh Reynolds should have caught that ball. He should have. Yeah. Like, it should have been a first down. It should have been a first down. But a pass is always way more risky than a run. Yeah. Uh, maybe you should have ran it. I don't know. Maybe you should have kicked the points and, and make it a three-score game. I get that argument as well. But you're asking Dan Campbell and the Lions to be someone that they're not. So I don't necessarily mind the Lions going for it, but it is very, very true. And and part of the reason why, you know, you got, you know, the angel on one shoulder and the <laughs> devil on the other, like, the angel is saying, but if you don't get this on fourth down, you're yeah. going to give the Niners momentum, and that's exactly what happened. So I get it, right? but it, it, it wasn't the safest play. You were going for the kill shot. Yeah. Respect them for trying it, but it failed the backfired, and you lost because of it. Everything about Dan Campbell is admirable. You can give him all the flowers in the world. Had... Or, or if he's voted to be the coach of the year, yeah, like he's deserving of that title, or at least one of the coaches deserving of that title. Um, but here's the thing. You're going to stick true to yourself, right? You grow up, your parents say, hey, you know, find out who you are and, and, and stick to it. You have morals, right? Stick to them. Don't stray from the path, okay? Uh, Dan Campbell did not stray from the path that got him there. The issue is that path was so advantageous that it was so risky the entire season where you can afford to lose a game in week eight week six being who you want to be who you're trying to be hell even in like what was that week 15 in dallas exactly like you can lose a game like that and be okay but come playoff time while we can you know harp on kyle shanahan why aren't you being aggressive sometimes especially in a place uh, where the lions found themselves today it does pay to be a little conservative like Kyle Shanahan, at 2019 against Kansas City in the Super Bowl, passing the ball, man, just run the football. Like it, it's okay to be conservative sometimes. In this case, I, Lions fans, I like Dan Campbell. You love Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's awesome. Uh, I would like the thing tonight. They're sitting back saying, Dan, why? <laughs> run the ball, man. Like yeah, you had him. Josh Reynolds you catches that pass. They win the game, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. But here's the thing: is you, you coulda. You shoulda, and you woulda. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, it's all hypothetical now. It didn't happen, and the Hindsight fact is twenty twenty though. It always is, but the fact is, they're now going to be sitting on their butts on that plane going home. 
and the Niners are going to be playing in, in Vegas in two weeks. Like, there is a risk and a reward. The Lions had a lot of reward in the first half, and they gambled a little too much in the second. I honestly respect it, though. I, I respect the play call. I agree. That takes some guts, yeah. man. And I love those guts. I love that in my head coach. I wish Kyle Shannon was a little bit more like a that. A little bit. But and, sometimes. And they caught it, we're like, oh, my goodness, Dan Campbell's a great head oh, coach. Yeah. Like, great decision. Yeah. But. Sometimes those guts come back to bite you, and today it, it came back to bite Dan Campbell and the Lions. All right, back yeah. to the phone lines. Up next is uh, Nick in Vacaville. Nick, what's up? You're on overtime on 95-7 the game. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing good. What about you guys? Oh, we're doing great. We're still recovering it's from party that game. There. Yeah, I want to talk about um, how I felt about today's game. I felt like the first half, um, it was awful. Kyle Shannon's play call was <laughs> not ideal, um, and it was hard for these. It was hard for Brock Purdy. Everyone the uh, play, they felt like they're all tired. Um, I felt like uh, over half time, they probably had a good talk. Shanahan talked to the team a little bit. I feel like um, an issue was uh, the lines they were getting too confident and whether they're doing they're being cocky. So like they were like when they went for it it was twenty four ten. they went for it right there. That was a dumb play and that was kinda of the start of the forty nine comeback. Dan Campbell, he was getting confident, he did some bad play calls for lines. And um I feel like something happened in halftime but the forty nines really stepped up. Um they all played way better. Yeah. Yeah, Nick, I mean, the Lions certainly were, were confident. They they were at the point where uh, at halftime, and I think early in the third quarter, um, the Niners got the field goal, and you cut it to a 14-point game, and then the Lions, just like they had been doing all first half, um, they go down the field, they're getting big chunks on the ground. I love the first play call for the Lions out of the half. You're up by 14 points after the Niners got the field goal, and the Niners and everybody in the building is expecting David Montgomery up the middle, get you seven more yards, play action, fake. They get like 15 to Laporta along the left side, wide open because the Niners were expecting the run. They went with the pass. like They got everything that they wanted, and it continued into that third quarter. And I think at that moment, um, at that moment, you felt like the Lions were going to go down and get another touchdown. It was going to be a 21-point game. Yeah. And the chances were going to be insurmountable, nearly insurmountable. You, yeah. The Niners played perfect to win the game. You get down by 21 points midway through the third. You have to play perfect just to force overtime. Yeah. That, and, uh, man, that fourth down. And to the caller's point, the Lions did get cocky. You see Chauncey Garner-Johnson waving goodbye to Niner fans in the first Half and and I get it right, but it's the first freaking half, and you're waving goodbye to fans in their own home stadium. Okay, cool, man. Like, but he's out there taking cheap shots on Debo. Like, Chauncey Garner Johnson and Debo. Again, I have no idea what the history is there exactly. Um, it feels like jealousy, but the reality is Chauncey Garner Johnson didn't play a great game. His team got beat. And every piece of smack talk that came out of his mouth, he now has to eat those words. When you're waving goodbye to fans in the first half, they're up 21 to 7. He's like, bye bye, uh, bye bye now. I hope he has the worst plane ride home <laughs> ever. I want him to sit there and go, I have a one year contract for a reason. Every team I go to gets so close but can't finish the story. Like, this is an absolute joke on the behalf of him. To go out there and, and talk a bunch of trash on Debo, speak on his name, and Debo politely saying, hey, show up, my friend, I'll be there. 
Debo didn't take any cheap shots, and you got CGJ out there taking cheap shots, waving goodbye to fans. Uh, happen on your plane ride back home to Detroit, where guess what? You're probably not gonna be there in a year, anyways. <laughs> goodbye. We'll we'll see if Debo puts something on social media for uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. By all means, man. Like this guy has been taking swings at people when he was in New Orleans. Like he's a constant. I don't want to say problem, but he always wants to take the extra mile. Where you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. Uh, you trash talk, he'll take a swing. You trash talk, he will illegally cheap shot you in the back of the head and say, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, I hope he has the worst plan on home ever. Goodbye. Done. Adios. Adios. Season over. Kneecaps bitten off. Goodbye, my friend. <laughs> Goodbye. What a freaking joke. Debo got the best of him, that's for sure. Debo was really good in this game. You look at his numbers. He had uh, eight catches for 89 yards. Both led the Niners. He also had uh, a couple of carries for seven yards on the ground. So 97 uh, carries on, or seven yards on the ground. 96 all-purpose yards for Debo Samuel. Uh, he had a 26-yard catch. Uh, Always great with the ball in his hands, broke a number of tackles, uh, and he looked pretty healthy out there. I mean, I'm sure that shoulder wasn't feeling great. He probably got uh, uh, a couple injections to help him with the pain would be my guess. Two weeks off now to get him ready for the Super Bowl, but he did not look worse for the wear uh, in that game at all. All right, back to the phones. We go here on overtime on 95.7 The Game. Up next is Robert in Oakland. Robert, what's up? You're on overtime on 95.7 The Game. How you doing, Robert? Hey, what's up? Like, man, that win, it really got me pumped. Like, now I see that the Niners could actually win a real game. I see that they can finally win. They can finally win when they're up and when they're down. They can finally win when it really counts. And that's why I think that they're going to win it all. Hey, yeah, Robert. I mean, I, I like it. And that, to your point, Robert, that was kind of the one box left for the Niners to check. It was, all right, we know you're really good. We know when you are from ahead, when you build the lead, like you're nearly, well, I, we saw them blow a lead in the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. But when you are from ahead, you become much more difficult to chase down than I think a normal NFL team because you have the ability uh, to kind of control the clock with your offense. And up until recently, you felt really, really good about the defense. The defense has not been good the last month and a half or so. Uh, but when you are from behind, because of the nature of the Shanahan scheme, you have struggled at times. But they've kind of got that monkey off their back now the last two weeks. Uh, and, and that's really big for them moving forward because, again, it's, it's how we open up the show, Sterling. If the Niners, say the Niners controlled Green Bay, you're up by 7 or 10 the whole way, and you kind of cruise to a 7-point victory, maybe they cut it close and it's a 3-point win, but you were ahead the whole game. And Kind of a similar story today. Say that's how this happened. If the Chiefs come out and blitz you to begin the Super Bowl and you're down by 14 in the first quarter, of course you never want that to happen, but the experience of these last two games, it has to give the Niners a ton of confidence that if they do get into that situation, no matter who they're playing, they have the ability to come from behind because they haven't really, in the Shanahan era, ever been able to successfully do that until these last two games. I can't even think in 2019, like when they were 13-3, and maybe the Saints game they came from I think behind. that was back and that forth. That was more of a shootout. It's kind of a one-score trading scores the right. whole game, and, if I remember. And they were down early in that game and came back because uh, Jared Cook got hurt, and we were like, oh, okay, that's actually a good thing for us. But um, I can't think of a game or a team under Kyle Shanahan that has had the ability to come back over and over and over again. And this team 
hasn't had to a lot, but the reality is, are you scared of playing the Chiefs in two weeks? I'm not. Might lose. It could certainly happen. But, appropriate fear. Right, appropriate but like, respect. But in 2019, it was like, oh, yeah, Mahomes is amazing. He's an MVP. Like, you have to do everything possible to stop him. And those things still stand. But the reality is, this is a far better Niners team. And for the you know, Mahomes and Kansas City, that they don't have Tyreek Hill. I get the Travis Kelsey and they have Rasheed Rice and they have Pacheco. A much better defense now. Am I wrong to be overconfident against Kansas City? Like after watching this team not play great in two two straight weeks, but still win both these games, like I don't know if it's me riding lightning and saying, let's just go all the way, baby, but like I, I feel overconfident against Kansas City in two weeks. I think a reason why you feel confident is because of how these last two weeks have played out, and then you consider the fact that this is a Niner team full of veterans that have been through these wars and these battles together, and while uh, there are not many Niners on this team that have Super Bowl rings, um, Logan Ryan has some with the Patriots, right? Does anyone, is that it? Does anyone else have a ring that's on this, this roster right now? Harold I, didn't have any. I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to run through the Chase roster. Chase Young doesn't have any. <laughs> Certainly not. Um, But despite the fact that you don't have a ton of Super Bowl winners on your roster, you have a number of guys that have been through the battles time and time again. And George Kittle was asked about that after the game, talking about the veteran mindset that this team has. We have a vet group. We have a very good foundation of players that Kyle and John have brought in here since the start. And you have a lot of high-character guys. And, you know, this team doesn't really give up. You turn on the tape from last year's NFC Championship game, and we are without a quarterback for a quarter and a half. uh, Two and a half quarters and you know didn't give up it wasn't very pretty you know hard to win that game but you know guys are you know flying around hitting people trying their best putting good stuff on tape and you know that's what you get all year round you know with this team uh, it's just you have a vet team who we really want to win we're not going to give up this is our one opportunity and you know the halftime speech was there's not really a raw raw speech that's going to get it done for us guys just figure out a way to get it done that's what we did not a rah-rah speech. Just find a way to get it done. Well, guess what? They got it done. George Kittle and this veteran group led the way in the second half for the Niners, and they earned a 34-31 to win over the Lions. We got a quick uh, super chat on the YouTube page powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Shout out to Words of Wisdom. Uh, he asks if we're going to be in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, uh, and he tells us to stop by the Circa Legacy Club, and he'd be buying the first drinks. Don't think we're going to be able to make it down to Vegas, unfortunately, although we would – well, Sterling doesn't want to go to the Super Bowl. I forgot that. <laughs> I would love to go to the Super Bowl. I'll watch it on TV there. Uh, but, but we'll be here, I think, in the studio watching the Super Bowl. Uh, words of wisdom. Appreciate the offer. If we do make our way down there, we will hit you up, and we will let you know. Appreciate you tuning in, of Have course, nice, on, on the YouTube channel. glass of water. you got to get after it a little bit. I don't not, drink. Not on Super Bowl day. I don't but. drink. Oh, I don't know. Just that. drink some iced tea, brother. There you go. Give, give, give me some sweet tea, and we're you. having a great time. <laughs> Good for you. All right, we got to hit one more break. We're going to be with you until 11. Uh, so, to Filmo and to Rad on hold, we're coming to you next. You guys will bring us home in our final segment on overtime on 95 7 of the game. The Niners beat the Lions 34 to 31. One final segment of OT next on 95 7 of the game. Made to shine. Love stories from Shane Company customers. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. My girl. Do it more. What are we doing? Just don't get hit. Like, scramble. You know, maybe tuck the ball a little bit faster, but, like, he, he scampers. I think that's the best way to describe it. He's a, he scampers. Like, you ever seen one of those little water dragons run across the water? Like, that's what I envision every time he's running with the football. I just thought of that, too. That was not pre-planned. I'm pretty proud of myself for that. And then um, he does a really good job of avoiding contact. He dives into areas. He could slide once in a while, probably get a 15-yard penalty, you know. He's just he's a tough kid, a lot of grit to him. And he understands that, like, when, when he's playing at a high level, when he needs to play at a high level, everyone around him is better. Now back to Overtime with Sterling Bennett and Mark Grandy on 95.7 The Game. Brock Purdy, water dragon? Water dragon, says George Kittle. Brock, water dragon, Purdy. I'm in, dude. That, that's an, if that is not a nickname for him at some point, the water dragon. That's a pretty good one. Like, it's pretty good. I like it. I love George Kittle, first off. <laughs> Who thinks of that? Only George Kittle. And he, I thought of it in the moment. That wasn't pre-planned like, or anything. I'm all for spontaneity, but just being like, Brock Purdy's a water dragon. Like, That's classic, okay, like, That is classic Whatever you George say, Kittle. man. Whatever you say. Uh, uh, really quickly, shout out to a couple of guys on the YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union. We were talking about how this team has a lot of postseason experience, but not a lot of um, Super Bowl winners on their roster. We... we uh, Said Logan Ryan, yeah. uh, who was benched today, had to come in and fill in for a couple of moments and actually Which, helped get a fourth down stop. That was scary. In this game. He lined up in the <laughs> slot. Dude. He, Ambry Thomas goes down momentarily. <laughs> so Diamondor Lenore moves outside. Logan Ryan steps in in the slot. If uh, if you weren't aware yet, that is how much the Niners do not trust Isaiah Oliver, is they're putting a safety, uh, Logan Ryan, in the slot corner spot when they're forced into action. Uh, and he lined up against Amon Ross St. Brown on a fourth and short in field goal range again. Uh, that time that the Lions were a little more eager to, to try to get a touchdown on the board than take the field goal, although still a questionable decision there. Uh, he didn't like force an incompletion or anything, but he stuck with Amon Ra enough, yeah. and they didn't get it. So uh, good job, well, Logan Ryan. Take it further. The fact is, me and you locked eyes and said, are they going to put an Isaiah Oliver? Oh my god! Oh my god! We're gonna lose! We're gonna lose! We're and gonna then lose! Logan Ryan came in <laughs> and he lined up man on man against Amon Ra. We were like, "Oh my god! We're gonna like, lose! We're gonna lose! It. We're gonna lose!" <laughs> and then it was incomplete. We're all good, but he jammed him at the line. He did. He didn't let him get off. And then the other thing was that was a play where the Niners got pressure on Jared Goff, yeah. and we talked about it in in the pregame on, here on ninety five seven. The game make 
Goff, move. He was rattled. Make him move. And they sacked him twice, both by Nick Bosa. Shout out to Nick. Snapped his streak of four consecutive postseason games that, without a sack. Yeah, two sacks. He, he had those, yeah, two sacks. He had two shrugs. Uh, and there was a number of other times where they made Goff uncomfortable. And one of those was that second fourth down conversion failure um, by, by the Lions in this game. Um, but I say all that about Logan Ryan because he is one of the few Niners that have a Super Bowl ring on this current roster. Shout out to Drop. Top and uh, Laurel on the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. There you go. Because uh, Moody Ward also has a ring. Uh, the reason we know that is because he was on the Chiefs when the when the Chiefs beat the Niners Pain in that in Super Bowl my in 2020. Heart. So, man, yeah, good, good call, dropped up, and Laurel Mooney Ward has one as well, but it came at the expense yeah. of the Niners. We wish that the Mooney Ward did not have one, but he does. Does yeah. Chris Conley have one too with Kansas City? Is Chris Conley on Kansas? I feel like he was. <laughs> of all people, like my mind's like, does, does, does Willie Sneed the fourth have one? Is, does Chris Conley have one? It's, it's if there are others that have one, it is on teams or players that like are reserves right. and don't play a ton that just randomly were on that team. Uh, let's see. No, he was on the Chiefs in 2018, uh, not 2019. What, dude, come on. So Chris Conley does <laughs> you not have your one. chance. And, and first off, let's give the Niners credit for taking care of guys like Willie Sneed and Chris Conley. They elevated Willie Sneed to the regular roster today, the active roster. He didn't play. He was inactive just to make sure he hit the incentives. There like, you go, Willie. That's how good and it's how like impressive and professional this organization is. Lynch and co. take care of their guys, which it's Willie Sneed. If he wasn't active and never played, we'd never care. Willie Sneed also does not have a Super Bowl ring. I have confirmed. Man. So. He's a good player, though. Saints and Ravens, uh, a little bit with Carolina, a little bit with the Raiders, and now the Niners. With so. the Panthers? I know him for with the Saints and the Ravens. portion of a season. He played in two games with the oh, Carolina Panthers in 2021. At that point, yeah. I played for the Panthers, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back to the phones here on Overtime. Final segment with you. we got to hand out game balls and do a little bit more before we get on out of here at the top of the hour. But first, we got three calls to take. Uh, Philmo, Rad, and Mark. We'll get to you before we do uh, get on out of here. Up first, though, is Philmo. Philmo Mike on with us on OT. Philmo, how you doing? Have you recovered from that game yet? Philmo! Oh man, I'm doing good, man. It was it was it was getting ugly. I hit my boy. He like, man, we gonna be all right. We gonna be all right. They just gotta get it together, and they did that. But uh, I want to say one thing. I want to say a couple things, man. Uh, I don't want a moody kicker. I want a level-headed kicker. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Let's start there. I don't want no moody kicker. I want a level-headed. You know what I'm saying? Clear mind individual as my kicker. And then a couple plays showed me that they was ready to play. One of the plays, McCaffrey, he, he like somebody grabbed his neck. He's like, man, what's up? Like McCaffrey was ready. Uh, another play was when Bosa got his first sack. I don't know when it happened, but he got his first sack, and he was, he didn't do the shoulder shrug. We was down 12 or whatever, 14 points. It ain't time to do no shoulder shrug. I like that. That showed that they was ready to play. And then Debo, I think it was the first play of the second half, he was like, come on, let's go. Like, he caught the ball. He was like, let's go. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Let's get it cracking. So, I, I, I love the urgency. A lot of times, remember, we don't play with that urgency. We showed it tonight. We showed the grit. And then Selsky, the rapper Selsky and Frisco made a post. We was playing against the Philadelphia 
Dallas, Las Vegas, Kansas City, Miami, Detroit Lions. You feel me? The whole it felt like the whole Bay was against us, man. E- even yet and still, I was at a club last night. I'm on a mic. I'm shouting out the Niners. I heard a couple of boos. I'm like, what wow. the hell is this? Wow. It was crazy. The hate is real, man. You feel me? I don't know if it was Raider fans. You feel me? People become Green Bay Packer fans and Detroit Lions fans. They lose themselves. But we going to the bowl, man. Thank Let's go. You, Y'all sound hella happy. Yes, sir, Philmo. <laughs> we are happy. That's why. Dude, Philmo calls in almost every single Warriors post game, And I work during the Warrior games. And so I get to hear Philmo tell me his Warriors take prior when he gets on with you, Revan. And Philmo might be one of the most passionate listeners oh, I've he ever is. heard. He's he awesome. Is. Philmo's the best. Love when Philmo calls in. Keep calling in, Philmo. Every post game that we got one more, one more <laughs> overtime here for the Niners this season. That makes me sad. Though. This uh, this twenty twenty three regular season, the twenty twenty four postseason. Yeah, Man. makes you sad. But I mean, the Niners will be playing. I guess not the most amount of games possible because they were the ones you didn't have to buy. But they'll be playing as deep as you possibly can, win or lose. They're in that final game. It's all you want. Give me a chance. Let me play in the final game of the season. I'll take my chances. Should we coerce Higgins to do a Pro Bowl overtime? Oh, you could not pay me to do a Pro Bowl <laughs> overtime. Pro Bowl What are we going to do? Game. Justin Jefferson, the MVP, because he avoided the most flag tugs. <laughs> Dodgeball. Who wow. <laughs> Handing out game balls for the Pro Bowl games in, in one week. Stay tuned. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> to Lamar Jackson yeah, I will not for be Pro Bowl MVP. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, I will not be here for that at all. All yeah. right, back to the phone lines we go here on Overtime. Uh, up next is Rad in Daly City. Rad, what's up? You're on OT on 95.7 The Game. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. How you feeling? Oh, my goodness. First half, you know, I was kind of worried. But, you know, I was watching the game with my wife, and my wife was was telling me, um, oh, we're done. We're done. But, you know, I'm always, you know, um, optimistic with our team. And uh, and I, I told her, you know, oh, we still have the second half. You know, second half is still the game, you know. You know, no, no matter what you did in the first half, if we did well on the second half, we will make it. And and we did it. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. But anyway, I've been telling all my friends and, and my family, you know, that, you know, anything short about the Super Bowl for the 49ers is a failure. And uh, yeah. indeed... We are going to the Super Bowl, man. Yeah. Yeah, Red. Yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl. How about that? It still doesn't sound real. He said, oh. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I loved Red's Woo-hoo! energy. I loved it. <laughs> I I do want to say this. He's talking about his wife. They have, you know, we're still in the game. Like, Chris O'Connell back here, cutting all the post games down, cutting highlights. This man has never wavered once. Whether it was Brock Purdy this season <laughs> not playing well and then he also never playing at great, halftime. they were down by 17 points. He was like, "We got him right where we want them." <laughs> it's like, what are you I, talking no, I about? I kid you not. I kid you not. I'm I'm walking around. I know you were hosting a Twitter Spaces yeah, at halftime. Yeah. I was walking around, heating up some food, going angry to the bathroom. Angry voices in that Twitter Spaces, by the way. A lot of angry lot voices. Of I had angry thoughts in my head. <laughs> you know, heating up my food in, in in the company kitchen, and and Chris is walking around too, and. I'm like, oh, this is bad, Chris. This is really bad. And Chris singing show tunes. And and Chris <laughs> just says to me, 
We got him right where we want him. And he said that like four times during a 15-minute after. We got him right where we want him. And it's like, right what drugs are you on, man? <laughs> oh, my like, God. I wish I wish I had yeah. Chris O'Connell's faith in the Niners and the other, like, the Warriors. Oh, although yeah. that has been a little bit more misplaced recently. <laughs> um, but I wish I had Chris's faith in this team because uh, – I was not feeling confident at all at halftime, but somehow they pulled it out. Now, to be fair, Chris also says they're winning the next five Super Bowls, and you're like, okay, Chris. He also <laughs> said the Niners back. were going to win, what, 49 to 28 today he or did. something like that? I mean, they did score 34 points. <laughs> Had they played a complete game, maybe it would have yeah. been 49-29. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, they scored how many points in the second half? They scored 27. 20, yeah, 27 points yeah, in so the second half. So they were almost half. there. They were on pace in the second half to do more than that. This man's faith never wavers. It, it I, never does. I wish I had that undying, unwavering faith Chris O'Connell has. Uh, Chris also is obviously the, uh, our audio wizard cutting up oh, all yeah. the post-game sound, and he told me during our last break, there's like a trio <laughs> of George Kittle <laughs> cuts that I got to play for everybody, so... Um, I will do that momentarily, uh, but first, let's get on our, our last call of the He's night. A water uh, dragon. Mark, <laughs> Mark in Boise, Idaho, is joining us now on Overtime to take us home. Mark, no pressure. You're our final call of the show Don't on mess it NFC up. Championship game. Don't blow Overtime it. Overtime on 95.7 The Game. Mark, how you doing? Uh-oh. He's Mark, you away. there? So much pressure. Mark? Please, Mark. No. Bye, no. Mark. Uh, Mark, if uh, Bye, Mark. you can call us back. If you missed it, call us back, and we'll get you on really quickly. Man. I'll open up the lines just for you, Mark. Just for you. You can get it's, back in, Mark. It's Mark with a K. That's why. Mark in Boise, Idaho. Call, call, call us back, 888-957-9570. While we wait for that, um, what are we doing? Let's do. Uh, let's listen to some George Kittle sound okay. as, as, uh, ad, as advised by uh, Chris O'Connell. Uh, so Kittle was talking about the momentum. The momentum for the 49ers, uh, it, it shifted, obviously, in that third quarter. Uh, and he was talking about the crowd noise and the Niner fans getting into it, which which helped turn the tide. Here is, here is George Kittle. I mean, I, I think our stadium did a fantastic job. Like when Nick said, yes, like for some reason, playoffs and Levi's, it feels like there's crowd, like crowd noise being pumped in. It's not. Our fan base is just phenomenal. Really, you know, we had a good opening drive out of the second half and that fourth down stop. You can just kind of feel an energy. We go down and score. All right, this is huge turnover. I was like, oh man, all bets are off now. Like, bang bang, <laughs> bang bang, bang bang. Says says George Kittle. What yeah. is he? Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, bang bang. <laughs> like, what is this? They don't pump in any crowd noise at Levi's. That's all natural. All natural. See says now, George I, Kittle. now I want to call our fan base the Water Dragons. The Water? No, that's Brock Purdy's nickname. Not it's, not the. It applies to anything. I, w- I want to be called a water dragon. The Niner Faithful, the water dragons. That'd be cool. Honestly, if they're going to expand the NFL, give me something the water dragons. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, that was George Kittle talking about the, the fans, the crowd noise, and the momentum beginning to change uh, this game. Uh, Kittle was then also asked about, uh, I don't know if he was asked about this, but he started talking about analytics and how they don't believe in momentum. I, I have a question for you guys. Why does analytics people say that momentum isn't a real thing? Like what, that is a, I had a conversation with Pat McAfee, and he was like, yeah, all these people are telling us that momentum's not real. And that's just the biggest load of horse crap I've ever heard of in my entire life. But we can move on. I digress. Okay, George. that a dig at Dan Campbell? Do you think it is? I don't think so. I mean, he helped create the momentum, but I think Dan Campbell would agree that momentum no. is real. Not that Dan Campbell would disagree. I think but. it's more so George piggybacking off the the crowd being awesome. Like... It's like, let's be honest here. Things aren't going well for you, then a little bit goes right, the next thing goes right. 
whether it's a life, your job, a football game, like once you start to kind of feel yourself a little bit, you gain some confidence, you get a new haircut, your beard gets trimmed up, as a man, like you start to feel more confident. And people can sense it around you, it impacts others. Like people look to leaders, and if a leader is confident, like Debo Samuel was in the second half, and brought pretty the water dragon, cool, calming, collected, walking on the water, running to the end zone, Chris McCaffrey, just calm as can be. Uh, Literally, as Philmo Mike said, uh, he said some naughty words today. Looked down at a Lions defender and said, you beep beep. Like, he was like, this, I mean business. And you can read his lips clear as day. Uh, <laughs> right now, for George Kittle to say, momentum it means so much. Like, the faithful shined today on the field. I would not have blamed people had they left the stadium. I would have said, yeah, like, it makes sense. Like, we're getting our nose shoved in, you know what. But Faithful stuck around, and they like they helped this team win. Momentum was aided by the Faithful today. Like, your voice, your cheers matter. You get behind this team, they can do anything. Yeah. Yeah, they can. Uh, they And Kittle was also talking about that as well. So this is part three of the the George Kittle sound experience that we got to run through before we do get off of here. Talking about asking why analytics people think momentum doesn't exist. And here's the last George Kittle uh, talking more about momentum and how that helped turn this game around. You know, because in every every opportunity that you have, in every circumstance, you have a choice. Am I going to back down or am I going to do something about it? And that's the really cool thing about football. The really cool thing about life is I have a choice. And I'm going to do everything I can to be my best self on every single play, whether the ball is going my way, no matter how good the defense is playing, no matter how good the special teams is playing, no matter how good the quarterbacks are, no matter what's going on, I have a choice to go out there and play at my best. And that's the decision that our entire team made today. This is George Kittle. I love that. You have a choice every single day to fight. Football, life, whatever it is. You have a choice to wake up and fight. San Francisco got out of bed. It wasn't looking great. But they chose to fight. And right there, that embodies what this team is. It is a team that wants the physical, or on the football, has a franchise quarterback now. But more importantly, they will fight until that last second takes off that clock. And that is one of the best characteristics to have in a football team. Yep, it really is. And it, it it's part of the reason why I feel like this is... I don't want to say... I know we already talked about it. It feels this way. But I, I don't want to say I'm overly confident or anything, but it, it that sort of thing and and the mindset that the designer team have and has and the experiences that they've gone through, specifically these last two weeks, I, I think it does them a lot of good. I mean, if you won each of your postseason games by 20 points, like you'd, you'd be feeling insanely confident. But being able to come from behind gives you a different kind of confidence, I think, heading into a Super Bowl where you're going to be challenged by um, – a guy who might go down as the greatest quarterback to ever play this game by the time he does retire. He's already gotten two Super Bowls. This is his fourth Super Bowl appearance. His fourth Super Bowl appearance, and his first year as a starter was 2018. Like, this dude is has dominated the league and is showing no signs of stopping. Uh, so this is going to be a huge, huge challenge for the 49ers, and we've got uh, about two weeks to get ready for it, and that will be the talk of the town, of course. He ran 95-7 the game all week, all next week as well, so plenty of time to dig into the Chiefs. Uh, but before we do go here tonight, Sterling on overtime, we got to hand out game balls. We've waited for this moment for a long time. 
Uh, and it's finally time to hand out some game balls. I guess I'll go first, and I'll give out the one I guess we technically already handed out uh, to Sean Gibson. He gets the game ball today. Uh, forced a turnover. Uh, it was the only turnover the Niners defense forced today. Purdy threw one interception. The turnover battle was even one-to-one. Uh, he forced that fumble of Jameer Gibbs, recovered by Armstead. He also had a big pass breakup on a pass to Laporta on a big third down in the second half that helped feed into the momentum. Uh, Deshaun Gibson was really, really good today in this game. Good in run support. He's a physical tackler from a, from a safety position. Uh, the Niners do not win this game without that turnover that he forced. Uh, so Deshaun Gibson uh, gets a game ball for me tonight. Should I say Josh Reynolds with a big fat thank you? I mean, for the dropping ni- the ball. On Niners don't win if he doesn't. He had two drops. Yeah, the first one was bigger than the second. But both were huge. Second one was on third down, right? Yeah. And it forced a punt. Yeah, yeah. that's huge. I kind of want to say Josh Reynolds, but you can do it. Uh, sticking with San Francisco, uh, Chris McCaffrey again. I mean, he is just—he's incredible. Uh, he everything he does is borderline perfect. Twenty carries. 90 yards on the ground, four and a half yards uh, per carry, four catches through the air, 42 yards through the air as well, and two complete touchdowns. Uh, Again, every time he runs the ball over 18 times, San Francisco has won a football game. Uh, If you want to beat Mahomes, feed CMC. Tonight, San Francisco wasn't pretty in the first half, but once CMC got the ball more and more, uh, that's when the floodgates opened up and allowed them to eventually win this game 34-31. It's a good take. Not going to argue with you on that one. Um, Who who do I go? Part of me wants to go... (laughs) Even though I get it, part of me wants to say Dan Campbell, as you kind of wanted to say. I mean, yeah. As you kind of wanted to say Josh Reynolds. I kind of want to go there. Um, I'm going to go with the play that we were talking about that kind of turned this thing around, the Brandon Ayuk catch on that 51-yard bomb down the field that should have been picked off by Kendall Vildor. Uh, you got tipped, bounces off of his face mask. Ayuk makes a headlong dive for the ball, catches it at the four-yard line. The Niners then go backwards, a negative two-yard run by McCaffrey, back to the six, third and goal from the six. Uh, and Ayuk, uh, kind of a, a little shimmy to the outside, nice stutter move, and then cuts back inside, perfectly timed ball by Brock Purdy for a touchdown. I, I called Ayuk 100 yards and a touchdown. That was my prediction today. He got 68 yards and a touchdown, so didn't quite get it, but he got into the end zone. The only touchdown pass for Purdy today, it goes to Ayuk. I don't think there's another Niner on this roster that makes that catch on that 51-yard bomb other than Brandon Ayuk. He has insane ball skills, incredibly athletic. Uh, Ayuk gets a game ball because the Niners do not win this game without that shot in the arm on like that 51-yard catch. Yeah, I mean, catch of the night outside of Juwan Jennings, maybe the play of the game that turned the tide, and there are so many plays like that, but Ayuk stands head and shoulders above them. Uh, I am going to pick, though, Brock Purdy as my second game ball. Uh, To have the goal and the guts to just keep fighting, uh, maybe it was just the energy permeating through the TD when he's flexing out there when they won. It 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 radiated through my body of like, oh my goodness, like I will run through a brick wall for Brock the Water Dragon Purdy. Like, oh my goodness. (laughs) Is that nickname going to stick? I'm going to get a... Jacket just like this and put Water Dragon in Purdy's face right here <laughs> where the logo is. It's going to be awesome. But oh. 20 for 31, a 20, uh, 267 yards through the air, nearly nine yards a pop, uh, one touchdown. And look. His legs. You, you, 
It was second on the team in rushing. Five for nearly 50. Five for 48. Ten yards on the ground per run. A handful of pivotal runs to escape pressure and, and whether it's extend plays, extend drives, help this team secure a win. Uh, it takes guts to do what Brock Purdy did today. Uh, and, I, and I think he deserves all the praise from the national media after this one. Yeah, he does. I'll give out one more, and then we got to uh, get on out of here. I'll go back to the defensive side of the ball. A lot of talk about the defensive line, how much money they're making. They got to they gotta get to the quarterback and get him down for some negative plays. Two sacks today, both by the reigning DPOI. Nick Bosa, two sacks, 13 yards taken away on those sacks. He had four quarterback hits as well. He had three total tackles. Two of them were sacked and, of course, tackles for loss as well. Uh, Nick Bosa was very good. One of them, interestingly enough, he was just unblocked. Uh, it looked like miscommunication. The all-pro right tackle, Penny Sewell, just did not touch him. I think he thought there was a slide or he had protection from a tight end who, who did not get him or he had help from Montgomery in the backfield. It turned into an easy sack for Bosa. He got another. He had two sacks. He's certainly uh, deserving of a game ball as well. Nick Bosa uh, was good. The Niners probably don't win this game either without those two sacks in the second half. That helped uh, turn the tide as well uh, to get the ball back in the offense's hands. You got any others? What else can you say, man? Is there anything else? I mean, I mean, Nick Bosa was awesome. Defensive line wasn't perfect. Uh, I won't give him a game ball. Actually, I won't give both these guys game balls, but they deserve... A combined one? Do they got to share one? Greg Greenlaw and Fred Warner. Mm-hmm. With, with, without these guys, we wouldn't be here. And the way they've played the last two weeks ha- has just been awesome to watch. Like... I get we had Bowman and Willis for a long time here in San Francisco, and it could have been a lot longer than it was. Um, We're witnessing two of the greatest linebackers in Niner history play at their peaks at the exact same time. Like, this is Willis and Bowman 2.0, and when it's all said and done, uh, these guys might might be better than them. Special stuff. That's how awesome they are. Um, When the interior's not playing well, you got to have two guys behind them to kind of clean things up. Uh, Warner and Greenlaw did that. The last two weeks has we, been awesome. As we said earlier, Fred Warner now uh, the Niners' all-time postseason tackle leader, and Fred Warner, or pardon me, Fred Warner is the all-time leader. Dre Greenlaw is fifth, and there's a chance he could jump all the way up to second if he has a good game in the Super Bowl. Uh, and imagine that Dre Greenlaw is going to be a Niner for a long time. He will be second uh, before he does uh, hang it up. Uh, I think Fred Warner might have uh, he might hold on to that number one spot uh, for quite a while. Those are two greats, and they were really good today, specifically in the second half again for the Niners. All right, that'll do it for an extended four-hour edition of Overtime here on 95.7 The Game. Thanks so much to everybody for tuning in. Shout out to all of our callers. There were so many, too many to thank. Thanks to uh, Joe Shasky, who I hope is sound asleep by now because he will be up and with you at 6 in the morning. That's seven hours from now. An hour before that, Spadoni's got you covered on the pregame show beginning at 5 in the morning, and we are with you all day long long on 95.7 The Game tomorrow on a Victory Monday edition in late January. Let's go! Let's go! Bang, bang, Niner gang. They're on to the Super Bowl. Yeah! We'll talk to you in two weeks here on Overtime on 95.7 The Game. Hope it's another celebration here on 95.7 The Game. So for our whole team here at 95.7 The Game, Chris O'Connell, Sterling Bennett, my name is Mark Randy signing off. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you again in two weeks here on Overtime on 95.7 The Game. This is for you, Detroit. Have a great offseason, baby! His palms
are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy, there's vomit on his sweater already, mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs, but he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down, the whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out, he's choking how, everybody's choking now, the clock's run out, time's up, over, blow, snap back to reality, oh, there goes gravity, oh, there goes rabbity choke, he's so mad, but he won't give up daddies, he know, he won't have it, he knows, his whole back's at these ropes, it don't matter, he's dope, he knows that, but he's pro, he's so stagnant, he knows, when he goes back to this mobile home, that's when it's back to the lab again, yo, this old rhapsody, better go capture this moment and hope it don't Walking into the building for the first time after the shooting, it was crippling, but it had to be preserved. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.